Hi there, and welcome to the Curious Collective podcast, conversations designed for the conscious community to bring awareness to those holistic practices that are out there that can help us to live our best life. So tap into the wisdom and knowledge of our guests to heal, transform, and live as your true soulful self. Now, I am so happy to have here with us today the beautiful Emily Shine, uh, who I've known now for about mm, two or three years, and, and it's a pleasure to see your face on my social media every day, uh, and, and when I get to catch up with you face-to-face, such a pleasure. So please introduce yourself, what it is that you do, and what makes your heart sing in this life. Uh, thanks, Katie. It's really lovely to be here. Um, I am Emily Shine. I am a kinesiologist. I also specialize in human design mm. um, and I am the developer of a modality, a hybrid modality, which combines about 20 different energy and holistic wellness uh, modalities into one called divine energetics. Mm. Um, what makes my heart sing? I Lots of things make my heart sing. I think life in general makes my heart sing, even when it's even when it's difficult because it's just such a glorious mess that sometimes, you know, leads to such a beautiful epiphany. But particularly I love seeing people free themselves of some kind of suffering. So Mm -hmm. that really makes my heart sing. And that I guess is one of the reasons why I became, uh, you know, a therapist of some description because I want to see that in people. I want to see them free themselves of some kind of patterning or, or, or situation that's really hard for them. And, Mm -hmm. um, be a part of that journey so that makes my heart sing yes I love that introduction and and I love that too because a lot of people they don't actually realize that they're suffering and you know until they do and then they are looking for the answers um and and when there's someone there that can help to guide them to that place you know that's such a beautiful gift yeah yeah I agree well I mean suffering is the absence of freedom and freedom is what we're always seeking right we seek that in everything that we do we go to work every day you know often we have we we also have a purpose for sure but aside from the purpose we all go to work every day to earn money so that we can have the freedom to live our lives and you know if you're not doing something that you love doing then you're suffering through it just in order to get freedom. So sometimes we just null that out and think that it's okay and that, you know, we should just live with this suffering and put up with it. And it's just not the case. We have the ability to rewire our lives so that we can have less suffering and more freedom and and more flow. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And this divine energetics that you speak of, can you please tell us in your own words, you know, what led you to the creation of this? What is it? Um, yeah, tell us more. Yeah, for sure. I guess the thing that I struggled with the most is that I've studied so many different modalities over the years. And it started for me really, really young because I came from a, a fairly new age holistic family. So my grandfather was a past life regression therapist, psychotherapist, and hypnotherapist. Oh, that's Google awesome. Was around, you know, so like this is way, way back. Like it was woo woo for us, mm. you know five years ago let alone you could imagine this being the case 40 years ago it was just no one did it um but it was normal for us and then my mom is also a psychotherapist and a hypnotherapist so um when I got really sick and I got really sick a few times in my life especially when I was younger my mom would take me to naturopaths as opposed Mm. to just doctors because the doctors wouldn't give them answers and like we we can't figure out what's going on with you um and then my mom would take me to a naturopath and she would figure out what was going on so um yeah through my own experiences that led me into holistic health and I had this very multifaceted understanding of lots of different modalities and and uh I guess 
I had a, a real need to learn more um, being a manifesting generator as well. Like I just wanted to do all of the things. And I found that a lot of the courses that I did overlapped each other. So, you know, you do Reiki and crystal healing, for instance, and it's all exactly the same stuff, but with one particular therapeutic thing at the end that was different. Um, and then the other thing was that, you know, to become a kinesiologist, it would take three years to do that. Mm-hmm. And it's quite a big price tag. So I had these, I was coming across practitioners who were Reiki trained or kinesiologists, which are like two very extreme versions. So like mm-hmm. one's like a couple of weekends and the other one's a couple, like years. And there was nothing really in between for people who didn't have the finances all the time to dedicate to like a three-year diploma. Yeah. Um, but they wanted more than just, you know, the two weekends of being Reiki um, attuned. So I wanted to put all of the things together so they were easy to access. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to share all of the knowledge from over the 20 different modalities, cutting out all the overlap and allow it to be accessible for, you know, people like mums, especially Mm -hmm. because, you know, I run it during the week, during school hours, you know, that was the other thing. It's really hard to get into courses that aren't run on weekends. And for mums, that can be difficult. The kids are at home. Um, So that was when Divine Energetics was birthed. It actually birthed just as COVID hit, which ended up being such a blessing because people were able to do it from home because I can run it either online or in person. Mm-hmm. So it was just such a beautiful thing to step into that teaching role and, and arm people with these amazing tools, which is, you know, a basis of muscle testing and kinesiology functions and, you know, a bunch of other modalities. Like you get your Reiki attunement, you come out with your Reiki masters, you learn flower essence therapy, you learn about the chakras, you learn about crystal healing, you learn about, um acutonics and using sound you know all of these things that we go and do multiple courses over they're all in one spot and it's just easy it's accessible and the price tag's not you know a state where we're having to break our bank accounts to try and do all the learning so yeah I love it I think it's just such a tool for everyone and also practitioners out there yeah, it sounds like, you know, you've got your toolkit of, of things to become a healer in your own home and it, this sort of um, divine energetics that you've named it, I love the name, by the way, sort of like gets your little bag, opens it up, it's good to here's a whole heap more, play, experience, get curious, like weave them into your life where you see fit. Yeah, such a beautiful thing. Yeah, and I think also with having the muscle testing as a basis, we're constantly asking the body, hey, what do you need out of these tools? As opposed to us going, oh, well, you need Reiki or you need crystals or you need this. I believe that this is what you need. And yes, okay, we have our intuition and we could intuitively be on the money. But isn't it beautiful to allow the body, the person's body, to be able to call all the shots and be in the driver's seat the whole time? Because essentially... We are not healers. I don't believe that we are healers healing the body. We are healers helping the body to heal itself. Oh, yes. Say that again. That's amazing. Yeah. Healers that are helping the body to heal itself because, you know, the body can heal itself of anything. And the only reason why it's not healing itself is because there's been a mismatch of communication somewhere in the body. So that's what we're doing. We're identify where the stress is and go, okay, well, what do you need in order to move that stress? And the body goes, I need this, or I need to neutralize this. And we go, okay, cool. Here's, here's that thing. And the body goes, thank you. Now I'm healing myself. Yes. So good. So for those of the listeners that don't fully know what muscle testing is, you said it in a way that it's like communicating with the body. Are you able to go into that a little bit deeper? Yeah, sure. So when we're muscle testing, we're 
identifying the tonal response within the muscle fibers. So we'll usually use an arm. So we'll use the brachioradialis muscle, which is in the forearm, and we'll kind of lift the arm up and it will give us a lock or an unlock, depending on whether there's stress or there's not stress. So in that way, we can kind of bypass the conscious mind and go into the innate awareness of the body. And when we muscle test something, and if it's showing stress, well, then the body's like, that's stressful for me. So if I'm like, okay, I want to muscle test a vitamin, for instance, I think maybe you need more of this and I put it on the body and the body goes into a stress response, then it's like, oh, that vitamin's not good for you. You do it the same with like, okay, you're in a stress response over this emotion. Does this particular, you know, vibrational energy tool relieve that stress? Yes, I get a muscle indicator change. Cool, that's going to work. So it's just really, it's an amazing sort of like diagnostic tool for the body to identify what, what's going on inside Mm -hmm. and what it needs to neutralize that stress. That absolutely fascinates me. And I guess it's about trusting uh, what your body says too, and not trying to overthink it would just be like a surrender to the answer. I work alongside a lot of uh, naturopaths because naturopaths are amazing and their knowledge is great. Mm. But the only way we can identify nutrition deficiencies outside of blood work is just based on hypothesis, right? So this is a set of symptoms that you're presenting with and this particular vitamin is typically good at helping with that. But we don't know whether or not that's what the body needs. We have no actual idea of whether that's going to be detrimental or whether it's going to be um, good. Like I literally just finished a session with a naturopath just today and she had all these vitamins with her, which were theoretically great for all of the symptoms that she was experiencing. But some of them were actually detrimental to her body because of the other stuff that was going on. And we're not going to be able to identify that unless we directly ask the body itself. And it just goes into that whole idea that everybody's constitution is so uniquely different. There's no one size fits all. That is so important. And and that's around people's healing as well. Like what works for one person is is not necessarily going to work for the next. So you can't give a blanket spiritual woke approach to what this is for people. Everyone's got their own shadows, their own conditioning, their own programming. And as you would know through your kinesiology work and your divine energetics, that holds in different places of the body. So pain that's presenting physically or you know that's presenting as a sickness or something like that can just be that energetic holding or that that stuck that blockage that that you can clear if you listen to your body yeah Yeah. exactly 100% so cool so cool so you weren't always doing what you're doing now what sort of got you into this work what was your journey from the start yeah I guess um I I pretty much did start uh, start here, which is interesting for most people. That's not the the case, but because again, because of my upbringing and because of the situations that I was kind of in, I ended up in health and wellness straight away. So, um, my first ever job, I suppose, was uh, in pharmacies because I wanted to well, actually, sorry, I digress. It was as a chiropractic assistant. Um, and I was, you know, alongside being a chiropractic assistant, I was learning all about the innate intelligence of the body because chiropractic really works with that. Yeah. And I own business as an energy healer. So I was doing intuitive card readings and Reiki and all of that kind of stuff. That was like straight out of high school. That's, That's so cool. <laughs> And that was because, you know, I, I got my first deck of cards when I was 11. Like that's mm. normal 
energy healing was very normal for us. And I just wanted to expand on the holistic side of things. And then I went and worked in pharmacies and really got into uh, a vitamin, like I became a vitamins consultant. So I really got into the natural health side of things, which I was really introduced through my experiences with, with healing myself through naturopaths and, um, also in chiropractic, we were, we were learning about, you know, herbs and things like that. Um, and I did that and I ended up managing pharmacies whilst I was studying kinesiology and building my business. And I, I did that for about 10 years. So alongside my business. So I've only really ever done that. Yes. To a very different degrees. Um, but yeah, I started where I currently am and I don't think I could do anything else. Like it's just all, but then studying is also, uh, something that I'm going to, do for the rest of my life like I'm yeah. perpetuating I'm um I'm continuing kinesiology studying at the moment and doing my master's after you know like I did my kinesiology qualifications eight years ago I've gone back to do more mm-hmm. I'm going to uh, go back to uni next year and do do naturopathy like it is just I want to continue to expand um but also I found kinesiology specifically through having such severe anxiety And as a result of that, a tachycardia issue with my heart um, that nothing was fixing. Like I couldn't, I couldn't get on top of the anxiety and it was from long-term stress, um, PTSD from some childhood trauma and sexual abuse and things like that. And nothing was helping me. I was just getting worse. And I actually ended up being completely agoraphobic for a while. So I actually couldn't leave the house. And that was when I was Mm, probably about 17 I was agoraphobic and then I finally kind of got over that and then was treading water with it so I wouldn't go too far out of my comfort zone and I was I lived that that for a really long time um and then I had some kinesiology and all of a sudden things started to shift and I tried everything else and I was like wow this is amazing and as, as I was already doing Reiki and I was already doing intuitive stuff and I was already working nutritionally with people from the pharmacy I was like this is a no-brainer this is what yeah. I do like I always thought that I would go and study naturopathy that's what I wanted to be when I was in high school I'm going to be a naturopath Mm. but then when I found kinesiology it just seemed to fit my circumstances better good as well so that's why I ended up studying kinesiology yeah Yeah. and being a three five in human design can you tell the listeners when you look back on that journey for you there (laughs) how that perhaps was in relation to your human design Still going, you know, like um, being a manifester, a manifesting generator and a three, five is just that it's just so obvious why my life has played out the way that it is. <laughs> manifesting generators, we move so quickly. We're so multifaceted. We need to have lots of different variety, mm-hmm. um, kind of like jump forward, jump back, jump forward. We're all over the place. So um, having all these different modalities and areas of study was always really important to me. But as a three, five, the three line experiences everything firsthand like it puts sometimes being a three line can be a bit tricky we I like to say we bang into the furniture and then realize <laughs> oh there there I'll go around like we actually have <laughs> before we see it sometimes and that was definitely the story of my life lots of trauma lots of you know ups and downs but every single time I'd go through those situations I would learn such a huge amount and then be able to help others through that yeah of the epitome of the three five and you know I, I just got over long COVID which again was another experience where mm. I can help others now because I went through it figured out what I needed to do to fix it now I can help others you know fix it as well so typical three five behavior <laughs> um and then yeah and then the, the fifth line is 
you know, being the heretic is the, the person that kind of does things differently, does things outside of the box, is mm. often kind of marching to the beat of their own drum through their experiences. So yeah, three fives, it's very typical. I can, I can, it, it's the, probably the trickiest, in my opinion, the trickiest profile line to have a three mm. five. But we are the most resilient. So oh, it's so fun. I'm a three five too. I think that's why we align so well. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. It's like we, I always say that like it's the three fives. If we were all going for a bushwalk and we got to a fork in the road and one way was safe and the other way was not safe and someone had to go check it out. I'm like, it would be the three fives running to the front going, we'll go and we would inevitably probably choose the wrong way, but we would come back and we'd be laughing about it. We'd have sticks in our hair and cuts and bruises and things like that. And we'd be like, don't go down there. That was terrible. We'll go this way. Whereas other profile lines went and did that. They probably come back really quiet you know, heavily traumatized by what they had just experienced where we were just like, oh, that was a ride. Yeah. And some wouldn't even go down there because they would have had to have done all the research about going down there first, which they weren't able to do. So they didn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. So we just, we, we try now ask later, like that's definitely the way that we live our lives. And within human design, what is, what is your authority? Sacral. Yeah. Uh, yeah so I am extremely spontaneous there's no waiting around for you know when it feels right for me emotionally or comfortable or anything I just go I'm just like yep that feels good let's do it and then yeah manifesting generator uh I, I married a manager three five as well but he's <laughs> in a, I know crazy um he's a emotional though it drives him crazy how spontaneous I make decisions mm. he's I'll be thinking about it for a little bit longer I'm like now nah, it feels good I'm going <laughs> And so what got you into that part? You've got, you've explained like your kinesiology and your d- divine energetics. When did human design drop in and what made you love it so much? So again, going back to the family lineage, I suppose, my auntie was an astrologer, like back in the day before the, um, she's actually like, she's much older than my mom. So she was kind of like, she's, yeah. Uh, before we had the apps, before we had the computer programs, when you had to map it all out with pen and paper, that's the astrologer. Oh, wow. Fun. Still do it. Like she's coming over from New Zealand next weekend and she can literally just write everything down and figure out where planets are. And it's just, it's, I'm in awe because there's not many astrologers who can do that anymore. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So astrology was always a conversation that was very, big in our house we've always followed the moon cycles we've always followed you know what planets like doing doing our natal charts up in astrology for every baby that's born that's just a given we we always knew what our ascendants were and our risings were and you know our moons like we knew everything we so given the fact that I'd studied all this stuff around chakras and astrology and this was all normal when human design kind of made itself aware to me I just got it like I just understood it was this combination of the chakra system, the Kabbalah tree of life, the Chinese I Ching and astrology was just like right up my alley. I was, was just, there was a no brainer that I was going to be hooked on it. And um, yeah, I think, you know, every, every now and again, you kind of come across things. I have a defined Ajna and a defined head as well. So we kind of operate in this space where we can be incredibly photographically intelligent over certain things. And then there's just other things that completely escape us. Like yeah. we don't, simple like, maths that your 11 year old brings home from school and you're like uh, uh yeah exactly. <laughs> I don't know that smartness so you know growing up I always felt like I was not very intelligent because the the things that I needed to learn about that I wasn't interested in I just couldn't and um there's just been a select few topics throughout my life that I've 
fallen into or felt found out about and then I've gone I'm so good at retaining information on this particular thing and human was just one of those things I just got it I just sucked it up like a sponge so um and I use it every single day and I can just see it I laugh I giggle all the time because and and I I think everyone that does human design does the same thing when we know someone's profile line or something and we're like oh my god that's just such that just makes sense so yeah Yeah, totally agree and I can resonate completely with that um you know feeling particularly not not so smart in in areas of my life and then in others I'm like teach me all the things and you know and you can probably um uh, associate with this too as people say to you how do you know like where how do you retain all this information I'm like I don't know I just really I like it (laughs) so it just stays there it just pops out when I need it it's I don't even know where it's stored (laughs) yeah 100% it and yeah it was just one of those things for me exactly that there's one more and I just I'd hear something about it once and it would just stick I wouldn't have to go back and relearn it and And I absolutely love what you do I love how you show up on social media so keep doing that if you if the listeners want to find out more about say kinesiology your divine energetics or even your human design readings which I can attest to be really good because I've had one um what advice would you have for them look I mean uh in order to come and see me, are you asking? or I, If they're I wanting like... to explore any of those beautiful avenues you've spoken into. Yeah, beautiful. Okay, so I am one of those people that just believes that, you know, when you're ready, your teacher appears. So, you know, you're listening and you're like, oh, I really want to learn more about human design. Um, I want to learn human design because I teach that as well. And it's actually a part of divine energetics is that we teach human design in divine energetics too. Um, so it's kind of like everything. Uh, yeah. So if you're listening to that, you're like, oh, that sounds amazing. I've been wanting to learn a modality. I haven't been sure what, or you already know a couple and you're wanting to kind of like, you know, um, combine everything together or, or whatever. And it feels right to you, then listen to your gut because that's your teacher appearing to you. And if it doesn't resonate, then don't follow it. I, I just believe that uh, it's like, I'm like the anti-salesperson kind of. I just, I just think that people will, when they feel it in their body, if they listen, they know that it's right for them and it, it, it will uh, pan out perfectly for them. Otherwise, yeah, if you're struggling with any health condition, especially chronic health conditions that you just keep on getting roadblocks around and you mm-hmm. just can't shift, definitely give kinesiology a go. It's just, it's specialized. I specialize in that. Chronic conditions is like kind of my bag. Um, but yeah, just the modality in general is amazing. So if I'm not in your area, you can't get hold of me, just try it anyway in somewhere near you because it's it's such a freeing modality. Yeah, beautiful. I absolutely love kinesiology. It fascinates it fascinates me to no end. So thank you so much for that little snippet of all that you do and all that you are. And I think that maybe one day we might have you back on this podcast again. Thank you so much, Emily, for your time today. And um, thank you, listeners. Thanks. It's been a pleasure. Bye.